it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. And to be honest, I've just been spending the past month really resetting and reflecting on what I recorded in my last episode, which was titled Losing and Finding Myself. And that was honestly just a testament to where my mind was at at the time. And in that episode, I talked a lot about how I feel like I've been very stuck in the past, just thinking about you know, every single experience that I've had from the moment I was born up until now as a senior in college. And also just reflecting on where I was this time last year and the people that I was surrounded by and the type of person that I was. So I feel like for the first month and a half of my senior year, I really was looking back at who I used to be. And this was also very exacerbated by the fact that I started going to therapy. And in therapy, you talk about your past a lot. So I felt like every week I was walking into these sessions, reflecting on my past, and then walking out of the sessions, but still very much mentally being in the past. And for the past month, I feel like I've been undergoing a lot of internal change. I mean, not much has changed externally. Like I'm still you know, in the same exact situation. I'm still a student. I'm still in the same classes. I'm still surrounded by the same friends. But I feel like I've changed so much in this short span of a month. But now I feel like I've had the opposite. I don't want to say it's an issue, but I've been experiencing the opposite thing where now I feel like I've been looking towards my future a lot. And I wanted to do an entire episode specifically about the future Because in this stage of life that I'm in right now, I have been forced to think about the next few weeks, months, years of my life so much because I'm, you know, and I'm approaching the end of an era. I'm about to graduate college and enter a gap year and also, you know, apply to medical school and go to medical school. And that's just a completely different lifestyle. So I've been thinking a lot about my future and I think with that comes a lot of secondary lessons and a lot of, you know, a lot of core questions that I've had to grapple with. So on today's episode, I'm just going to be talking about my relationship with my future and the ways in which I've been thinking about my my next few months and years ahead of me cuz there's a lot I'm I'm looking forward to a lot but there's also a lot of uncertainty, and I think uncertainty is honestly one of the most stressful things that we deal with. Like, we as humans love knowing what's coming next for the most part. And when we don't know what's going next, it brings a lot of uneasiness. So, today I'm just going to be talking about the future, and especially with the fact that 2023 is almost over, you know, looking ahead to 2024. For me personally, this is going to be a year of a lot of change. Again, I'm going to be leaving college, leaving behind the social infrastructure of college, starting almost a new life during my gap year where I'm going to be, I don't know where I'll be yet, but I'll be at a, you know, maybe I'll still be in the same city, but I won't be living in a dorm. I'll be in an apartment probably. I'll be working a job. I'll be just, you know, grappling with the changes that come with graduating And then it's also the year that I'll be starting med school applications and 
it feels like I'm in high school looking ahead to college all over again. So I've been doing a lot of reflecting on my future. And the first thing that I've realized in this entire this entire sort of mindset that I've been in is that I feel like I tend to either focus on the past or the future, never really the present. I find that honestly, the present ironically is the hardest time frame to focus on, even though objectively I am living in the present. I feel like mentally I'm never really living in the present, if that makes any sense. I'm a very nostalgic and reflective person. I think these things come very easily to me. I just, I tend to be really sentimental. I like looking back on photos. I like reading my old diary entries. I really like thinking about my past. And obviously this can be a bad thing. Like I think when you ruminate on past situations and you're stuck in the past to the point where it's preventing you from moving on and and growing, that's a bad situation, but I feel like there's also something so beautiful about reflection and just looking back on where you were this time last year or two years ago, three years ago. So these emotions that deal with my past self just come very, very easily to me. But at the same time, I've been really conditioned to look towards the future. Like I, I'm definitely a forward thinker and I kind of have written down a few reasons for why I think I'm a forward thinker. The first one is just education and our schooling system. As a student, like you're always conditioned to look ahead. Like, you know, what is the next test that I have coming up? What is my next class? Like, what's my next grade in school? What's after graduation? What are my next steps? You know, what's the next thing to apply to? And I feel like I talk about productivity culture a lot and how and hustle culture and how I feel like I never really let myself rest in the sense that every time I finish an assignment, it just it feels like there's always something else to do. Because to be honest, there kind of is always something to do. Like with our education system, like there is always a next step. And I think part of it is very like I think I've sort of conditioned myself to believe this because objectively like that's, you know, that's not true. I mean, you can take time off and you don't always have to be looking ahead to the future, but I I just feel like our education system is it like it forces students to just always be on a forward looking project trajectory. So that is one of the reasons why I feel like I and as well as all the people around me, most of the people around me have been very conditioned to be a forward thinker. Another reason is that I am, you know, I'm 22 years old and I, the past few years of my life and the next few years of my life have just brought so much change. Like this is a very tumultuous age to be at my early twenties. And throughout the process of growing up, just that process in itself also conditions one to be a forward thinker because you're always wondering when you'll experience your first, you know, your first relationship, your first heartbreak, your first all-nighter, your first failed exam. Like there's always a first when you're growing up. And I don't know if there'll ever be an if there will ever be an age at which I feel like I've hit all my firsts. Like obviously I don't think that that's gonna be true, but 
in my early years of life, like these firsts are more, there's more of them to experience. So as a kid, like I always wanted to just be older and I, I really looked up to everyone who's older than me and I couldn't wait, you know, for the next year of my life. And I'm still, I mean, I'm, I'm very young and I think I am still excited about the prospect of being older, but I've honestly really been enjoying 22 and I really, I find that I just, I really want time to slow down more so now than ever because time is just exponentially going by a lot quicker. But for most of my life, like I have always, I've always wanted time to pass by faster and I've always wanted to grow up, which has hence made me a very forward thinker. And then the last reason why I think I'm such a forward thinker is actually the pandemic. I experienced COVID honestly during a very intense period of transition. Like I was graduating high school and going into college and I missed I missed my college graduation or my high school graduation and my high school senior year and then I missed my college freshman year and like those are two very intense years I would say for change like a lot of change happens and in the moment like I was devastated and I I I missed a lot of things I missed a lot of milestones but I always tried to comfort myself by looking forward to the next milestone. So, you know, when prom and high school graduation were canceled, I was like, you know, at least I have college to look forward to. And then when my freshman year of college was virtual, I thought to myself, well, you know, at least I have the next three years of college to look forward to. And so that was sort of my way of coping with the disappointment of things being canceled in the moment was to just look ahead to my future and find hope in the future. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing, but I really think that the pandemic actually changed my mindset towards life. Like, I know that sounds really dramatic, but ever since the pandemic, I've noticed a shift in my mind where I'm a lot better, I think, at seeing the bigger picture when things don't work out the way that I expected them to in the moment. My way of coping, honestly, is to look ahead and to say, hey, like, you know, I have this coming. I have this. And I have so much ahead of me, right? And I think that's a beautiful thing. But, and I'll get into it later, being a forward thinker is not always the best way to cope. It Though it helped me in the pandemic context, it's not necessarily the best strategy to use, which leads me to my next point. I think that being a forward thinker can be somewhat helpful in the academic and career-related context but not so much in the personal and relationship context. You know, I honestly, I attribute a lot of my experiences as a student to the fact that I was always looking ahead. Like I was always the person to put all of her assignments into her calendar way ahead of time. I was always someone to look at, you know, schedule schedule lunches like two or three weeks in advance. Like I, I'm just a very, I'm always thinking about the next step. And I also realized like I, in high school, I would only consider myself to be on top of my classes if I was ahead. Of, like if I was, if I was considerably ahead. When I got to college, I realized that that's not as realistic. Like I can't be doing everything ahead because there's just so much more to deal with. 
And I had to tell myself, hey, like, just because you're not ahead doesn't mean you're behind. Like, being on top of things doesn't always mean doing them super early. Like, you can do them when they're due, and that's completely fine. And I think the fact that I had to sort of realize that is definitely a testament to how much of a forward thinker I used to be, and I still kind of am, but it's I've gotten a lot better about it. Anyway, I, I yeah, I've, I've always you know, looking ahead to the future, planning ahead, that was and is still my strong suit. And it helped me a lot in school. It's a very objectively useful tool for school and career. And, you know, you have to be thinking ahead. But then, you know, I often find that mindsets and tools that you use with school are not as helpful with your personal life and your relationships. I think with, you know, relationships specifically, I feel like sometimes I think being a forward thinker for me in the past has taken away a lot of my potential enjoyment of the relationship in the present. Like, for example, when I was with someone in high school I really couldn't, I mean, my senior spring, like I really couldn't focus on enjoying the relationship for what it was because I was so focused on the fact that it would be ending upon graduation. And I remember my boyfriend at the time was saying like, you know, why don't we just try to enjoy our time together? Like why, why do you have to be so concerned about the fact that it's going to end? Like we both know it's going to end, but I think we should just enjoy it. And I remember I was just like, I can't. Like, that was insane to me. It was ridiculous. Like, how could I enjoy it if I knew there was an end? But then I realized, I feel like also, I think being a forward thinker made me treat relationships as a means to an end. I was like, there's going to be an end. And, you know, this relationship is bringing us to that end. But that is just not, I mean, relationships are not meant to be a means to an end. Like they, I don't even think you can, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a way to describe relationships. I don't even think you can, I don't know how to reword that phrase to make that make sense. But I just would always, I I don't know. I think there's this, I don't know if I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to mess this up, but there's this sort of like theory that I learned about recently, I think it's called like teleology or something. I could totally be getting this wrong. Where everything, like all knowledge is focused on the ending of something. And I feel like I honestly would apply that to relationships. And it was just so, I mean, it's very natural. Like, obviously, I I think it's it's smart to look at the big picture of things But again, that is more useful with school than it is with your personal life. And I really could not enjoy things for what they were. I always found things to stress out about, one of them being the ending of a relationship. When I could have just, I could have just enjoyed it for what it was and it would have brought me way more happiness than stress. But that was a very personal experience where I was, I was like, Emily, like you, you are a forward thinker and this is an example of, of how and why.
And then the other thing is that I think being a forward thinker puts a lot of stress on me to always improve. Like I'm always, and here's the thing. I feel like with a lot of my podcasts, like I, I talk about certain things that I do and then I always say, you know, I feel like it's fine, but I tend to take things to the extreme. And so with this, I think goal setting is great. You know, I am always looking to improve. Like I, I never want to be comfortable in life. I never want to settle. I always want to look for the next thing, the next challenge to take on. But I don't always have to be doing that. Like that's not a 24-7. I don't have to wake up in the morning and always think to myself, okay, like what am I going to – how am I going to improve myself today? But there have been moments in life where that is the way I go about life. For example, I talk about my junior spring a lot. My junior spring was very much an intense period of my life where I – was coping with a lot of sadness and a lot of emotions and because of that my way of coping was to was to improve myself and like I it was great but it made me burnt out and it it took me honestly the entire summer and for and most of the fall to recover from that so yeah I think I don't know again I, I forward thinking is good for academics sometimes, but it's not so good for personal, personal, personal aspects of life. The other, the other point that I have about the future, and this is, I mean, I feel like this goes without saying, but the future is overwhelming. I tend to do this thing. Sometimes when I look ahead to the future, I get overwhelmed by all the things that I have to do. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to do my med school applications and graduate and find a gap year job and do that gap year job and apply to med school and then become a doctor and maybe have a fit. Like, how am I supposed to do all these things? And then I realized I have to slow myself down and say, Emily, like you don't do all these things at once. Like the point of life is that it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like you, there is a time and place for everything and you will get it done. But when you're, when I'm sitting and I'm thinking ahead to all the things I have to do, and this applies to a small scale as well, like even throughout the day, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have so much to do today. It really helps me to realize like I will get everything done and maybe I won't, but that's okay too, but I will get what I have to get done. And the time for me to get it done will come and then I'll do it. But it's about doing things one thing at a time. Like I don't have to do everything. I don't have to tackle everything at once. But when I look ahead to my future, because my future is such a, it's such a, what's the word? Like, it just feels very looming. It feels like there's a lot. And I, I'm, I'm very unclear about the timeline of things. There's no structure to my future. And so I'm not sure, like, when I'm supposed to do things. And so I, in my mind, I'm like, I have to do it all at the same time. But I don't. And again, I have a lot of uncertainty ahead of me. I don't know what I'm doing for my gap year. I don't know where I'll be. I don't know where I'll be in med school. I don't know who I'll be surrounded by in the next year. I don't know what kind of person I'll be. And the uncertainty brings a lot of uneasiness again. But I say this a lot. There's also, there's so much beauty in wondering what will happen. I feel like that wonder is really what keeps me going. Like I have so much curiosity about my future and so much appreciation for my past. And it feels like these two emotions honestly fuel me a lot. But I think what's missing is just 
gratitude for the present. And that's something that I've trying to I've been trying to work on this over the past few months of my life. The other point that I have is and I've I've tried to do a little bit of research about this, but I feel like constantly thinking about my future has led to a form of ego death and I looked up what ego death was because I heard someone say it and I kind of was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I feel like that applies to me." And it really applies to the last episode that I made called Losing and Finding Myself, where I, felt, I talked about how I had no idea who I was. I felt like I, ha- I could not grasp my identity, like I did not know who I was. And I looked up what ego death was, and it, it's defined as the loss of a subjective sense of self. Now, I don't think I'm experiencing true ego death because I think, I think ego death is honestly used in the context of like drugs and hallucinations and honestly like transcendental experiences and like I have not experienced any of that but I think I've experienced sort of like a loose form of ego death where it's almost like dissociation like I it's really again it's hard for me to remain in the present and I find that it's because I'm always looking ahead to the future or looking back on my past it's almost as if I think about who I want to be and who I will be so much that I forget who I am right now. Like, I can't describe it, but I feel it a lot when I sit in therapy sessions. Like, I'll be talking to my therapist and the conversation will be great, but then my mind will start to drift into, okay, what am I going to do after this session? Like, what do I have to, what do I have to get done today? Or, you know, how can I talk in such a way that the session will pass? Or, you know, what can I say that will present me in a certain light. Like I'm always thinking about my next steps and that sort of pushes me into a space of a lack of a sense of object of subjective self, which is what ego death is known as. And I don't know if I I think I kind of sound a little bit crazy as I talk about this like I I don't know if this is a universal experience but I find that this is really heightened when I'm tired or burnt out or just like unsatisfied with life like I find that my mind tends to wander and as a kid like I used to daydream a lot and I still do daydream a lot like I'm I'm very much I romanticize my life a lot like I I dream up scenarios I'm I'm very like my yeah my mind wanders a lot but it's been happening a lot more recently and you know when I was really really not doing well this semester it was just like it was a coping mechanism like I found that I would look ahead to my future and that gave me comfort in a way so that that's sort of what I mean by ego death and I don't again I I think take what I say with a grain of salt I don't know if I'm using it in the right way but that's it's that's just been my my experience. And the next point I have about the future is you really can never predict it. And again, this goes without saying, but you really can't. You really can't predict. I mean, I can never predict my future. I can plan for it all I want. And, you know, I think there is an element of control that I have there, but there's so much I can't control. I like to this might sound a little corny, but I like to think of my life as like a movie or a storybook. 
there's so many twists and turns. There's so much character development. There's a lot of character changes. Like some characters enter the story and then they leave or some come back. Like there's just a lot of change. And my four years of, in college have just come with so many experiences that I would have never imagined to experience. And I never would have predicted what what has happened. I think I've seen this like TikTok trend where people will sort of be like, they'll say um, like December 2023 me talking to January 2023 me and like telling telling her what happened this whole year. And it's like the January version is shocked because they did not predict what would happen this entire – like I feel – I honestly feel like I can do that within the span of a month. Like I find that so much happens in one month. My life has never been uneventful. Like I, I just – I there's never – there's always something new and I can never predict it. The other thing I can't predict and I don't think anyone can predict is the timeline of healing. Healing takes a really long time and you know, I feel like over the past year I have been healing from a lot of things. You know, a relationship ending, friendships ending. I've been healing from just my relationship with myself, honestly, like I, I've really been on a quest of self-care and trying to just take care of myself in whatever way I can. And I always, every time I think that my healing process is over, I'm always proven wrong. Like there's always something else to heal from, or there's always like, you know, a new experience that'll trigger a past emotion. And then it sort of it changes my path of healing. Like it's not linear at all. And honestly, it's not even like you can't even like, you can't even describe it as a certain shape. Like healing is just, it's everyone's personal experience. Like one thing I really like that my therapist does is she always says, everyone's experience is so uniquely theirs that comparison is just is honestly it really is the thief of joy like it it takes comparison takes away from the beauty of a unique experience and the uniqueness of the human condition like it you can't compare yourself and I, I always would try to compare myself to those around me especially with healing like I'd always say you know like why am I still why am I still sad about this person when it's been this long and like there's something inherently so wrong with that sentence like I feel like I use the word should a lot when I'm trying to rationalize things and the word should comes with so much damage I feel like and you can you really can't predict where life will take you and I don't know I think this past year has been I mean it's been very challenging um but I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is healing isn't about being upset about the parts of me that aren't healed. Like, it's just about the process. And I'm really trying to enjoy the journey and the process, not fully understand it. And that's, you know, really where I'm trying to – that's the mindset I'm trying to end 2023 on and go into 2024 with. The next point that I have is 
when I look back on my past and when I look ahead to the future, I realize the person I compare myself to the most is truly myself. And I think comparison can be really great. Like, for example, this time last year, I was in such a different state. I was, you know, I was fresh out of a breakup. I was really stressed about my MCAT. I was struggling to finish school. I was struggling with confusing emotions and like new emotions. I was just not in a good mental state last year, this time last year. And I think about where I am now and I'm doing so much better. And I feel like that comparison is necessary to make. Like my emotions and my experiences a year ago are so valid and I've come so far, but I'm so grateful that I'm in a different place right now. So I feel like that comparison illuminates a lot of a lot of beauty in life. But obviously comparison can also be bad. Like I I feel like I compare myself a lot in terms of body image. Like, you know, I used to look a certain way, now I look this way. Sometimes I look back on my past self and I'm like, I used to look better. Sometimes I look back on my past self and I think I used to look worse. And I mean, no matter what, like comparison in that way can never it's always harmful. So throughout this process of reflection and also looking looking ahead to the future, I've realized that I am my own worst enemy, truly. But at the same time, I think self-comparison can be really great and a really great tool for just reflecting on all the change that you've undergone. Along that note, I also think that our past selves are so beautiful. You know, when I look back on who I used to be, I've made a lot of mistakes and I've honestly, I've been very immature and I've been very naive and I'm still very much all of these things. But when I look back on my past self, like I've really been trying to hold my past self with grace and really just be grateful for who I was and all the ways in which I've grown up and changed. Like I, I feel like I used to look back on who I was and just like hated my past self. Like I I used to look back and wish that I had acted a different way, wish that I had gone about a situation a different way. And I'm actually going to quote Taylor Swift because she recently became Time Magazine's person of the year. And I think her interview, I mean, I've reread that article a lot and I think it's very well written, first of all, but she says this one quote in in her interview, which I love. And she says, every part of you that you've ever been, every phase you've ever gone through was you working it out in that moment with the information you had available to you at the time. There's a lot that I look back at and think, wow, a couple years ago, I might have hated this. But you should celebrate who you are now, where you're going and where you've been. I mean, I feel like that quote honestly sums up everything I've been trying to say, but I look back on my past self and I've changed a lot and I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot, but my past self isn't something to be erased. Similarly, looking ahead, I never want to think that who I am right now is not valid. Like, again, I think with the forward thinking aspect, And this idea that I always have to improve, like it it comes with the assumption that who I am right now is not good enough. 
but I am good enough and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and everything's going to be fine. I've just been very conditioned to think the opposite and very conditioned to always just stress out about whatever I can find to stress out about. And this honestly segues really nicely into my last point, which is that I realized, you know, as life progresses and as I as I look ahead, I realize that the older I get, not that I'm super old, but the older I get, the less motivated I am by, quote, success and the more motivated I am by my internal happiness and my health and the strength of my relationship to myself and my friendships and the relationships I have in life. I think success, as I use in this sentence, obviously is very defined by society and the country that I live in. And it's, you know, we think that there is an objective measure of success, but there really isn't. Like if you think about it, there is no objective measure of success everyone's experience is so unique but i i think again like as i get older i'm just realizing like my health physical mental emotional social and my happiness is so much more important than another experience that i can add to my resume or a grade in a class or any sort of external, externally validated opportunity. Like these things, yes, they're important. And, and yes, like I, I am very motivated by a future career in medicine and I, I cannot wait to start that journey. But I, I also just, you know, as life progresses and as I just experience more things, I'm just like, really the only things that matter are my happiness and my health and forging connections with those around me. I think 2023 has really been about prioritizing myself more than ever. And I've really, really slowed down. And part of that comes with learning the lesson that slowing down doesn't equal failure. And You know, I just, I feel like, I feel like college has really, like, ironically taught me the exact opposite of the mindset that I used to get into college, if that makes any sort of sense. Like, I just feel like there's so many more, like, personal things that have happened to me to the point where I've had to unlearn a lot of the things that I've clung on to growing up as a kid and, you know, throughout high school. I've really been leaning into my friendships and communities more than ever. One of the goals that I have going into my last semester of college is to really just get to know people better and to be present with those around me. Because I don't know if I'll ever be in this kind of community again. There's something so special about college. And I, I feel very lucky to be surrounded by a lot of different social spaces. I feel very lucky for the people that I've met because they've all changed me undoubtedly. And I'm also grateful for the people that I met who I'm no longer 
in touch with like those people also have I I have so much respect for those relationships even though they're not they're no longer present in my life and I'm also just trying to really again focus on myself and like I am so much more important like my health again and I cannot say this and I know I've been saying this so many times but just to reiterate like my health and happiness are so much more important than anything else I I feel like I ended my last episode with a similar sort of speech but I just this is something that especially throughout my gap year I'm really trying to actually embody and and you know I've been unlearning a lot of things a lot of things of the past and it's been hard but I'm glad I'm doing it now. That's all I have to say about the future. I feel like I just kind of went on a tangent towards the end. But my episodes recently have just become, they've just been more existential. And like, honestly, it's because I have been very existential. Um, and I've honestly been floating around with the idea of bringing guests back next year. Because I I did it a lot in the beginning of my podcast. And I sort of stopped and then only did solo episodes. But I find that the guest episodes like are so interesting and I, I miss honestly hearing about other people's stories. So that's a project that that's at the back of my mind. So hopefully that'll happen. Um, but as always, thank you for your continuing for your continued listening, listening and support. I really, really appreciate everyone who just continues to listen to my episodes, even though I find that sometimes I just ramble and I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time, but I really, you know, I love receiving your messages and I love, I just love knowing that other people just feel some sort of connection by listening. So thank you again and please stay tuned for my next episode.